Hello, and welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Freckleton. Have you ever noticed how fear stops us from creating and sharing our best work? Join the Fearless Storyteller as we explore the heart and soul of writing stories, songs, and scripts that sell with the people who write them. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fearless Storyteller Happy Holidays, if you're listening to this in near real time. I'm Ethan Freckleton, host of The Fearless Storyteller, and I have a couple interviews banked up that I'm holding on to for early January, so just taking things down a notch or two for myself, primarily as holidays roll around and we're busy with other things. I wanted to talk to you today about a survey um, that Written Word Media did uh, with authors this year in 2020. For those of you who don't know who Written Word Media is, they provide marketing promotional services for authors and publishers um, to reach kind of a tier of of deal-seeking readers. Uh, It's a good way to get your material out there, uh, especially if you put your books up for free or 99 cents um, or do some sort of price promotion for a relatively short period of time. Um, It's a great way to get some eyes on your books. There's this debate, and I don't don't know if debate's the right word, but for some people it is a debate around whether independently self-publishing books is the better path or being traditionally published is still the way to go and (laughs) I'll preface this right away I don't think there is a best way in anything I think there's what works best for you in the moment and sometimes when we're walking on a path There is no left or right turn available to us, right? It's like go forward or maybe we hit a dead end and we have to backtrack. And I know we're all looking to get ahead or to get like an advanced look at the journey so that we avoid those dead ends or avoid getting stuck on a path going forward without options. And I think if you think about writing and publishing as something beyond uh, an initial exploration of, hey, I've always wanted to write a story and I want to try my hand at it, and maybe you've moved on to the next um, thought. And I'm not saying it's invalid to just want to write a story once and, and have fun with it. I'm saying if you want to have a career with writing or make an income with writing, then... Yeah, this is one of those logical next things we think about, which is how am I going to make an income with my writing? And I'm not going to get into tactics and strategies and all that either. I just want to share that I don't think there is you know, one right way. And if you look at numbers, and you can start to figure that out for yourself. Um, especially if you've been doing this for any length of time. So let's talk about this survey for a moment. Um, It's called How Author Behavior Differs by Income. 
and they break it down um, into rows and columns and the x-axis is author like stage of an author career and the y-axis is the several different variables such as earnings per month average number of books published uh, other behavioral things like average hours spent writing per week um, job status how much spent on editing how many are in kdp select and if that doesn't make sense to you don't worry it's just a self-publishing thing um, there's other things like how much you spend on book cover design how much you spend on marketing per week and other things and you know that could be an author behavior it could be a self-published author behavior it could be a publisher behavior um, it's possible that publishers are contributing to these numbers as well but here's an interesting thing uh, it hits on a personal note for me i'm somewhere around stage two as they define it and stage two let's go over the stages just at the top Stage one is you have an average of six books published and earn between zero and $249 per month. Stage two, average number of books is almost triple, and that's 17. I know some of you out there can't even fathom writing 17 books in any length of time. <laughs> um, so it might be overwhelming to look at this chart or some of you might be, hey, I've got this, and I'm already well over that. But stage two, average number of books published is 17, and the earnings per month is 250 to $999 per month. Stage three is 29 books published, and earnings between 1,000 and 409, well, basically between one and $5,000. Stage four, 36 books published and revenue between $5,000 and $10,000, and then 42 books published over $10,000 a month. So there's probably a few ways to think about that. You know, that's revenue. Um, that's a sizable chunk of labor spent on that. There's expenses on editing and book cover design and marketing that goes on with that. And if you get into audiobooks, well, that really blows up your, your budget. So there's revenue there. There's also implied um, expenses per book. If you break this down, you're going to see that maybe, let's say, I'm in stage one, and I've got six books books published, and I'm making two hundred and fifty dollars a month. So you can you can start to break this down. Like how much am I making per book per month if I'm behaving like other authors and I'm average? And then you can multiply that out by a number of months in a year and by the number of years you plan to have your books or books um, on the market and get a sense of what book is worth. And <laughs> either the number you get is going to be exciting or it's going to be daunting and a little bit depressing. Um, it's going to be depressing if you're thinking, I can just start writing and publish books, and after I have a series out, I can quit my job. 
Um, I talk to a lot of guests who are success stories. Um, and if we're on social media, we'll hear about success stories a lot. If we listen to podcasts, we'll listen, we'll hear. We want to learn from people who are doing what we want to do. But if you look at the numbers and in a large body of active authors who are doing the right things and have to be somewhat savvy if they're using written word media, then you start to get a more realistic expectation of what the market is doing. And the market will tell you that the people that you hear on podcasts and people that I talk to and interview who are self-published, uh, they're the exceptions. They're not the norm. They are above average inherently. Now, there's skill. There might be luck. Um, there's something there. The intersection of their taste and what they were writing and doing intersected in some serendipitous way uh, where they had a high quality, but they also reached an audience. And maybe they had to push really hard to make the result happen. Maybe they didn't. We, we don't get a lot of insight into that when we're looking at these numbers. When I look at this, I feel comforted. I feel like, so I'm in stage two. I have a little more than six books out there and I make a little more, you know, I, I'm in the range. And sometimes I feel disheartened by where I'm at. Um, I feel like comparisonitis to what others are doing or comparison to what my initial expectations were going into this. And as I dig further into publishing books and writing, uh, I find it has so many similarities to other things I've done and I do, which is the ramp is always longer. But it's real, you know, there's real opportunity. Um, but so stage two, I'll remind you, it's 17 books, up to 17 books and making less than $1,000 a month. Plus, there's all the expenses and the time that went into making those books. So, let's say that's me, stage two, and I'm making up to $12,000 a year. Is that a full-time existence? Some places in the world it might be. Let's say that I believed. I'm not saying I do. Um, I was a little skeptical about a lot of things, but let's say I believed that self-publishing was inherently better than traditional publishing, because that's what I heard over and over and over again. I can take the bull by the horns. I can get my work out there. I get feedback I, from an audience, a paying audience, <laughs> who give feedback by either buying or not buying my work. I have editorial control over what I'm writing. Uh, I get to choose what success looks like, what the scorecard is. Um, I don't have any gatekeepers. And yet, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if I were making $100,000 a year from what I had done? Sure. Uh, I also talked to traditionally published authors, and if you listen to the show, you know this. And one of the things we don't always discuss on air is kind of business side of that. And for my own interest, uh, I've been gathering information on what entry-level author 
advances look like in traditional media for genre fiction? Um, <laughs> and this is something that when intersect that data with this survey from written word media, it really, if money is the only scorecard, is the only criteria, then getting an advance on a single book becomes a very attractive thing. Um, it comes maybe spread out over time, but I write a book, I get a chunk of money, I'm not going to pay for editing, I'm not going to pay for cover design, I'm not going to pay for audiobook production. There's nothing for me to recoup. I'm just getting... I spend the time to write the book, I get this money, I'm essentially licensing it out, <laughs> or, you know, giving up my rights to it, but it's time for money. And that's not what self-publishing is. And But if I look at this, these numbers on author behavior and average income, I can create a value, baseline value for a book, what it's worth to me. Um, and I did this exercise recently because, and I can't talk too much about it, I've been in talks w about a somewhat traditional publishing deal, just for a single book, maybe more. Um, and when you get to that question, well, what do you want? What, do you, what are you asking for? What do you want to get paid? Wow, what a scary question if you don't have any data, you don't have an idea of what your books are worth. So this is what I'm encouraging you to do. Whether you're interested in being traditionally published or self-publishing or just being better at business, learn to answer that question. Figure it out. What is your book worth in the market and what is it worth to you? For me, right, and for everybody, it's going to be different because it's an intersection of what genre am I writing in? How good am I at what I do? How much of a market is there for my books? Uh, and what tools do I know how to use to reach readers? And what do the results look like for that, right? There's a cost and there's, <laughs> there's an expense and there's some sort of return. And based on what I know, so far, three years of publishing, then, you know, and this is going to sound, I feel, <laughs> yeah, it's scary to talk about numbers, but it's less scary when it's in line with what I'm seeing from the aggregate. And I value my books over seven years. I'm going to bring in, let's say, X dollars per month, and I'm going to spend Y dollars per month to make that, right, for any book or series. And what I did for my own conversation was I valued a trilogy, and the number I came up with is worst case, if I do a decent job and I use the tools then, and I stick with it, and it's not a total, you know, the market doesn't totally hate my books, but I'm just average, then I'm going to make $21,000 over a seven-year period. And that's in profit. 
by the way. That was the calculation I did. And so if I'm going to do a traditional deal, I need to make at least that per book. But ideally, I need to make more because I'm going to continue to learn and grow in the tools that I have and the reach that I have. Um, but let's just simplify this. I Let's say that for me, with the tools I have and the budget I have, each book that I write is worth $10,000. Well, that is an entry-level advance in the traditional book business. Some say it's on the low end of entry level, and in some genres it may be. Granted, there's this whole difficult, you have to learn how to pitch and query, and there's luck and all that, but if I were offered a traditional book deal, and my options were to do that or do the work myself, chances are, if I get a $10,000 advance, that's as much as I'm going to make on the book doing it my way but now I don't have to do all the marketing stuff it might fail I might never get another chance to publish traditionally might fail for reasons within my control it might fail for probably is going to fail for reasons outside my control but I will have made ten thousand dollars and saved myself a lot of time and energy making that money in a different way independently so you know it's not like a clear-cut decision I don't see how one is better than the other inherently it makes no sense to me now um, if I don't if I discard my bias <laughs> which I always bring to any endeavor I do which is I'm going to do as well as the people I hear about doing well. If I discard that and go more by the numbers, the averages, and say, hey, I'm going to have an average career at this, right? Then I'm going to behave differently, probably, than as somebody who's just assuming and guaranteed success. I'm going to look at the numbers. I'm going to value my work. I'm going to stop lowballing things. I'll put the effort in, but I'm going to know what my work is worth. And if I end up making more than what I valued it, that's great. That's me moving up, leveling up, or just getting lucky. I don't know. But I'm going to cut this short here. But I feel like the reason I wanted to share about this is I get the sense of a lot of people, my clients or in social media or conferences, stressing out and beating themselves up over comparing their journey to the success stories they're hearing about and feeling disheartened because their numbers don't add up to the success stories they hear about. But is it really that bad to be average and to know what average is and to know that your results are in line with how everybody else is doing? I don't know. I, I take some comfort in it and it takes some of the stress off me. I don't, I don't feel I need to 
beat myself up for falling short, for not being a stage five author out of the gate. I don't know if this has been helpful to you, but we're heading into the holidays and a new year. And I know a lot of people are introspective. And if there's just one thing to take away from this, it's look up the written word media survey the 2020 author survey and the title of they've got an infographic which is great how author behavior differs by income and then if you've been doing this for any length of time do the math what, what are you getting out of the, the numbers you see do the math with your own books can you project out what your books are worth How has that changed your behavior, if you know what your books are worth? Anyways, I'm done rambling. Happy holidays. I will get back to you with a year-end episode to kind of look back over 2020, um, whether it's uh, looking back on the conversations I've had or um, just sort of synthesizing my experiences and the experiences of others and Looking forward, I hope you'll join me, and meanwhile, um, be well.